Hi, I'm your host, Brenda Close. And I'm your co-host, Kaylee Smalley. And this is our podcast, Treasuring Treasuring Education. Education. Welcome to another episode of our series, Empowering Parents. Today, we'll explore the world of physical development and how it impacts your child's education. We'll explore the different stages of physical development from ages 5 through 18, and uncover the ways it can influence their academic journey. But before we begin, let's talk about why this topic is so important. Physical development encompasses everything from fine motor skills, that is the tiny movements like riding or buttoning a shirt, and gross motor skills like jumping, climbing, and throwing a ball, to body awareness and coordination. When these skills develop appropriately, they help your child learn and succeed. Exactly. So let's break it down by age groups, starting with children ages 5 through 10. At this stage, kids are rapidly refining their motor skills. They're learning to hold a pencil, tie their shoelaces, and catch a ball. These seemingly simple activities are the building blocks for their future academic success. And I hear you, but can you help me understand why these skills are important for academics? It's a great question because it doesn't seem to tie directly over, right? Right. Well, research shows that those gross motor skills, the ability to run, crawl, jump, etc., have a direct effect on cognition and overall learning. The more we move, the more nerve cells our body generates, and the more opportunities we have to learn, especially in that age range of 5 to 10 years old. That's really interesting. I understand it also gives children the ability to participate in age-appropriate play, which then in turn gives them experiences that they need as general background knowledge. You're so right. Having those experiences provides that background knowledge they need as they explore different topics in their academics. And how about the development of fine motor skills? Actually, fine motor skills can predict academic achievement. Studies have shown that typical development of these skills strengthens those connections in the brain that help us learn. Yeah, those neural connections. And also thinking of those fine motor skills, they have a direct application in the classroom for those early learning activities like reading, writing, and drawing. Parents can support their child's physical development during these early years by just providing lots of opportunities for play and exploration. We need to encourage activities that promote balance, coordination, and strength, such as riding a bike, jumping rope, or climbing at the playground. And these experiences not only strengthen their bodies, but it also enhances their cognitive abilities. And what about the physical development that goes along with speech? I am so glad you asked. (laughs) And I'm going to keep this brief, although I could go on and on and on about this topic. But I want to start by talking about overall communication. Okay. So communication involves speech or the sounds we make, language or the structures of the words we say and how we put words together. And there are other aspects of communication, such as body language and more that make up communication as a whole. But in terms of physical development, speech is the area we'll focus on for this episode. So by the age of five years old, most children are able to be understood about 100% of the time. And they may have some speech sound errors, especially for R, L, and TH at this age, um, specifically in English. It varies based on the language, of course, but they should produce all other speech sounds with 100% accuracy. And a 10-year-old should have all of their speech sounds. 
So for students with speech sound errors that are atypical, we want to be on the lookout for their hearing acuity, any structural abnormalities such as severe tongue ties, missing teeth, etc., and the ability to produce all sounds. As a general rule of thumb, if strangers are unable to understand your child, um, it might be time to ask your pediatrician about next steps and the possibility of further assessment from a speech-language pathologist like myself. So in our video that pairs with this episode, we'll go more in-depth on the ages that those speech sounds in English are typically acquired. There is so much to learn there. Um, In the early years, from ages 5 to 10, parents might notice delays if their child struggles with basic motor skills like holding a pencil, tying shoelaces, or participating in physical activities, or even the production of sounds that are typical for this age group. Difficulties with coordination, balance, or overall strength could be indicators that further assessment is needed. And if you or your child's teacher is concerned about speech, consider speaking to the SLP or the speech language pathologist and also sometimes called the speech therapist at your child's school. The same thing goes for if you have concerns about fine motor skills or gross motor skills. If they are affecting your child at home, reach out to your pediatrician. If they start to seep into that educational aspect, then contact your teacher and she'll put you in touch for the occupational therapist for those fine motor skills and the physical therapist for those gross motor skills as well. Okay, moving on to children 11 through 14. Um, We enter the preteen and early teen years. Here's where physical development takes another big leap. Alongside growth spurts, children start experiencing those hormonal changes that can affect their emotions and their concentration. That's right. And it's so important for parents to understand that these changes might impact their child's academic performance. Sleep patterns can shift, which make it crucial to prioritize that consistent sleep routine, a balanced diet, regular exercise, and then open communication about the changes they're experiencing can all contribute to a smoother transition during this phase. And what about orthodontics, like braces and retainers? Oh, yeah. So appliances in the mouth can make communication difficult, but with time, they learn to compensate for that and make it work. Very good. Okay, so what about the teenagers ages 15 through 18? This period brings about significant physical changes and an increased need for independence. Peer pressure and social dynamics become more influential, and that may impact their motivation and focus on academics. That's absolutely true. And parents should continue to maintain those open lines of communication with their teenagers and really lean into that warm, authoritative parenting style uh, to maintain a supportive environment. You may remember the parenting styles from our previous episodes. Also, encourage them to engage in physical activities they enjoy, such as joining a sports team or dancing or band to help manage stress and maintain overall well-being. Remember, a balanced approach is key here. Absolutely. As parents, we have the opportunity to guide our children through these transformative years by prioritizing their physical development alongside their educational journey. By doing so, we're setting them up for success both inside and outside the classroom. That's a great point, and it's all about recognizing the interconnectedness, if you will, of physical and academic growth. So when children feel confident in their bodies, it positively impacts their self-esteem and therefore their motivation, especially to learn. Exactly. 
And that wraps up today's episode of Empowering Parents. We hope you found this discussion on physical development and its impact on education helpful and informative. Remember, as parents, you have the power to shape your child's future through nurturing their physical development. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to get notifications of our next podcasts. And sign up for our newsletter at www.treasuringeducation.com.